I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of 16 books and counting. Her memoirs on the way also. Uh, she is the subject of a documentary. She is uh, was also the subject of a, a long uh, radio uh, 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 profile until she became her own host and uh, podcast and radio host. Uh, she was the subject of a uh, of a radio uh, podcast prior to that, but now uh, she is our host each and every week, sometimes more than once a week. And who is better to talk to uh, about current events? And, uh, and by the way, she's coming from San Antonio, Texas, uh, a hotbed on many issues. We're going to hear about one of those issues uh, now. Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. Doc, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks, Frank. Well, uh, listen, you, you said to me, uh, you tipped me off a little uh, right off mic, and you said, uh, uh, guns in Texas. And I thought to myself, what a shocker, guns in, in, in Texas. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you can't get any, you know, guns. And I'll I'll just say this. I'll just I'll just say this. Um, <clears throat> when we were traveling with my two oldest children before before the two younger ones were born, um, we went to all of these states and we did a big swing and we ended up in Marshall, Texas, and we were taking a picture of them and they were seven and five. Uh, we were taking pictures of them by the signs that say "Welcome to Oklahoma," "Welcome to Texas," "Welcome to Virginia." You know all of that. And when they went by the Texas sign and said, welcome. They pretended like they were shooting, you know, they, like in the, in the picture. This is a seven and a five-year-old. I don't know, you know, and I had never said anything about shooting in Texas. You know, just somehow or another people think guns when they think Texas. And then, you know, and sometimes it becomes very serious and very deadly. And, uh, and sometimes the, the real message doesn't get through. But guns in Texas, what a shocker. Yes, <laughs> yes. Guns in Texas are synonymous, almost, aren't they? Yeah, no uh, doubt about that it. That goes, you know, that that goes back to early Hollywood. Uh, it seemed that Texas was always the location of those westerns where er everybody was uh, shooting at each other, uh, and uh, and it happens in reality here too. What I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to talk about two. One is Uvalde, which uh, is still very live in the news here because nothing has been done about it. The governor, uh, Governor Abbott, who won once again the election uh, against the anti-gun <laughs> uh, candidate, Beto O'Rourke, um, overwhelmingly, actually, uh, and uh, so Abbott visited right after the day after the massacre, which happened last May, I think it was May 7th um, of 2022, uh, seven, a little over the, uh, seven months ago now. Um, and uh, he visited and was praising the quick reaction of the, uh, of the defenders, the police, and it turned out, of course, that that was a lie, that they waited 74 minutes before they went in. Uh, to confront the gunmen, and in the meantime, people died, uh, bled out. People who were alive after being shot uh, died while waiting for the uh, police to come and uh, confront the gunmen. And there were several bursts of gunfire in, in those 74 minutes also. So some people who had stirred uh, got re-shot, um, and nothing, nothing was being done. Uh, because the the uh, commander of the uh, there were several hundred <laughs> police of all varieties uh, who had gathered in Ubaldi, and they were all standing around, and a bunch of them were standing in the hall at the other end from the classrooms where the uh, gunman was holed up, and the commander had called it a barricaded suspect, and the. A protocol for a barricaded suspect is to wait, apparently. Yeah. And so they waited, yeah. and some of the people who had not quite bled out uh, and who were rescued after those 74 minutes died on the way to the hospital. And so the people who lost their loved ones are, are furious, and justifiably so. Uh, so anyway, 
now that it's seven months since that massacre, it was 21 people, 18 children and three adults, teachers, um, at Rob, uh, Rob Elementary School. Um, so it is not the governor who came to visit at uh, Uvalde and talk to the parents and and uh, uh, and relatives and friends, uh, but the speaker of the Texas House, the Texas Legislature, came to Uvalde to meet with parents and relatives. And uh, after the introductions uh, at the meeting, one of the family members spoke up and asked the question, which is the major question that the parents and relatives have decided to push, and that is, quote, will the legislature raise the minimum age to buy an assault weapon from 18 to 21, unquote? And uh, Dade Phelan, who is the Speaker of the House, uh, said, no, there are not enough votes. He, it was a simple, straightforward, no. Um, the House doesn't have the votes, he said, and Dade Phelan also said he doesn't support it either. He doesn't support it because it would go against the Second Amendment, wow. if you please. Wow. That the Second Amendment decrees that 18-year-olds should be able to buy assault weapons that can kill uh, hundreds of people in a few minutes and kill them very, very dead, torn apart uh, very often. Uh, and uh, so this is the responsibility of uh, our nation to shepherd 18-year-olds when they buy uh, this kind of weapon. And if we put any barrier to that and raise the age to 21, uh, then we are uh, we are uh, damaging, we are uh, denying the powers that are guaranteed under the Second Amendment, which says nothing of the kind, by the way, nothing at all. What the founding fathers wanted to do with that Second Amendment was to make sure that our colonies, our little tiny country at the time that had just freed itself from uh, from England, that it had uh, enough soldiers to defend itself in case England uh, came back uh, to take us back again. Uh, that was what the purpose was, so we could have a citizen's army, which we actually have had all along because the draft guaranteed citizens would fight our wars. Um, but anyway, um, so Ceylon does not support the, uh, raising the age to 21 when uh, an 18-year-old can't even buy a beer legally in Texas. <laughs> but they can buy an assault weapon. The whole thing is so absurd. It, yeah. it hurts. So, after a tense discussion uh, for about a ha an hour and a half, Phelan uh, spent most of the discussion uh, talking about mental health legislation, which is the go-to subject for the Republicans nationally and, of course, certainly in Texas. Um, interestingly, that was what uh, Abbott, on his uh, one visit right after the massacre, that's what he was suggesting. We need more mental health legislation here. But he, Abbott, uh, took money from, uh, from the funds to institute more health, uh, mental health legislation uh, away from, from that program in order to uh, to I think, if I'm not wrong, in order to uh, pay the National Guard to maintain themselves on the border uh, for the cosmetic purpose of watching people come across the river and then escorting them to the proper authorities. I think that's the only thing they are allowed to do legally. And so he has spent a couple of billion, several billion uh, dollars just maintaining those people and up until uh, this last bonanza that we found just recently that we have $33 billion surplus uh, from taxes this year, um, 
up until then, we were short of money, so he borrowed it from where? From the mental health uh, legislation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how dedicated he was to that deterrent to mass shooting. And the other one, the other thing that was discussed by Mr. Phelan was uh, fortifying the schools. Um, steel doors, make sure they're locked, and um, what else? Uh, doors, and there's something else that I'm forgetting here, but uh, making sure they're closed, of course. Uh, <laughs> and so it left cameras or something, you know, uh, ca you know, uh, video cameras in the in the school, uh, or security cameras increasing that. Yes, yes, the security cameras, which are already there, right. and thanks to them, we have some graphic photographs of what was going on in the uh, classrooms where the massacre was taking place, uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, uh, it would keep um, improve that, improve communications is another thing, uh, so that uh, uh, people with cell phones inside uh, the uh, area where the, sh the shooter is active could call out. Um, and they could call out, but and they called 911, but somehow 911 was not getting the information to the police standing in the hall. Uh, so there were all sorts of glitches that happened. So even uh, even when the facilities are there for communication, they often don't work. Mm. Anyhow, so um, after the one and a half hours of discussion with this Republican uh, uh, Speaker of the House, which is heavily uh, majority Republican, of course, at the House, um, the whole thing left the uh, activists in Uvalde, uh, who have spent the past seven months advocating for gun control. Gun control. The word gun was not mentioned, I don't think. Um, uh, and um, many of them, of course, were supporting Beto O'Rourke. But the irony is that uh, Uvalde County, the county as a whole, went for Abbott <laughs> this Amazing. time. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Um, the advocates for gun control went from Uvalde to Washington, and they were welcomed there, but they are ignored in Texas. So anyway, the advocate in our uh, U.S. Senate is Roland Gutierrez. And uh, he is still active after all these months. And uh, he uh, he knows that uh, the prospects for getting any help in Texas itself are very thin. Um, and the, he also knows that the Uvalde families are convinced that the next mass, mass shooting is only a question of time because nothing substantial is being done. And the, the families have, uh, were left after this whole uh, discussion at, feeling that they were back at square one. So the uh, Charles Perry, who is a Republican from Lubbock, uh, says uh, he is one, he is a state uh, senator. Uh, he says, and I'm quoting him, when our co colleagues say we can make a law that will prevent this from happening, this meaning mass murder. They're either naive or they're unfamiliar with how people work because we will never be able to prevent someone from trying. Our job as policymakers is when someone does try and there will be another one, that they're not successful, unquote. Mm. So uh, there is no appetite for gun restriction in the Senate. Um, this same individual said, and uh, those uh, proposals would infringe on the Second Amendment, which I've already uh, explained his his reasons, because it would infringe the Second Amendment, and that means um, the ability to hunt and to protect the family from um, from mass slaughter, which of course <laughs> is not happening every day, uh, and. 
uh, people don't go hunting all the time. Those rural people who actually do uh, have a right for, to their guns, and nobody's disputing that. And nobody's disputing the fact that people would like to keep maybe a pistol in their night, uh, night tables uh, in case somebody breaks in. Uh, and I personally have had three break-ins into my house. Oh, my God. Uh, oh yeah, since I've, well, I've been here 30 years, but in those 30 oh, years, uh, one break-in per, per decade. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. And I, I don't own a gun, so I couldn't pull out my, my pistol and go after them. But uh, other people are surprised my trainer for instance is amazed that i don't have a gun in my in my night table <laughs> but anyhow um so roland gutierrez who is the democratic senator in in our national senate our congress uh is um mulling over what to do now because uh, the Republican House is not going to uh, make any moves in the direction. They're not going to mention the name, the word guns either, just like Texas. So um, there are these films, these films that the Department of Public Service uh, uh, took inside the classrooms uh, 11, uh, 111 and 112 on the day of the shooting. And he viewed these films. Not very many people have seen them because the Department of Public Service isn't showing them unless you sign a, uh, a non-disclosure uh, pledge. And he had to sign that. And um, he thinks that um, people ought to see this. If that's what it's going to take, they ought to see these films. And um, they are graphic. Um, this um, uh, this videos show the images of dead children piled atop one another, oh uh, torn apart and heaped where they fell on on top of each other, unrecognizable because they were so torn up by the uh, by the assault weapon uh, and uh, had to be identified by DNA alone. Even the parents didn't recognize them. Some of the parents recognized them by the socks they were wearing that had uh, Mickey Mouse on them or something. Um, it, it, it is terribly grim um, viewing and so shocking that Gutierrez says that he cannot get it out of his head now that he's seen them. He believes that that showing these to uh, the Congress and, of course, to Texas, uh, to the Texas legislature might change a few minds enough at least to get this bill on the floor. And uh, at this moment... Uh, Ken Paxton, who is the uh, speaker for the uh, – not the speaker, but he's the head um, of the House, uh, he um, – the, the legislature. He uh, says the only way to get the bill uh, to, to debate on the floor uh, is to have it pass the committee's examination. So it has to go through several committees before it can be brought to the floor and then – uh, then discussed. So he's not promising anything about getting this bill um, even uh, even considered by the state legislature. Now, uh, of course, Gutierrez has promised the Ovalde people that he's going to do all he can to get it uh, to get it to the floor, and uh, and so um, he's hoping to get this film released so that it can be seen in all its horror. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just, uh, I, it, it, one of the most amazing things is that, is that uh, uh, Abbott won uh, Uvalde County. And, yes, uh, isn't that a shocker? Did he, did he win it uh, handily, or was it close? It, 
I don't even think it was close. Jeez. I mean, there are enough people that Uvalde, uh, the town of Uvalde is rather small, so uh, it wasn't that hard to overwhelm uh, those, and and not all of the town was <laughs> was uh, for raising the the, uh, the age either. Uh, a, a good number of them voted for Abbott in town. Wow. wow. So, yeah. So the uh, the prevalence of the uh, Republican Party in Texas is pretty do- pretty domineering. Is pretty uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Wow. So. So Abbott, uh, going back to Abbott, uh, recommends um, uh, after the uh, after the shooting. Uh, in let's see, it was the El Paso uh, and the Midland Odessa uh, shootings in uh, 2019. Abbott recommended passing uh, red flag laws that allow courts to remove firearms from people who are considered a danger to themselves or to others. And Dan Patrick also uh, confronted the the uh, NRA because he advocated for background checks. However, there was a huge backlash from gun rights activists, and so they dropped their support (laughs) for those proposals, the red flag flag laws and background check laws, and so uh, their support faded quickly, and nothing has come out um, in in regard to, to gun control since then. So... The uh, after uh, on the national level, um, after the uh, Santa Fe uh, High School shooting in 2018, the legislature passed a, a school safety package. However, that intended to beef up mental health programs. Uh, that's the hobby horse for the Republicans in schools. Uh, but as I say, uh, they, none of this has actually come to fruition; hasn't been applied. Mm. But now that we have thirty-three billion dollars in surplus revenue, maybe, maybe that is not guaranteed that some money will uh, will be expended on uh, mental health programs in schools, because uh, if if kids can get help. If kids who are acting up in schools um, can get uh, help uh, to find out why they are resisting everything that's try- that's being taught to them and causing all kinds of trouble, uh, then perhaps they will not go the other uh, half mile to uh, buying assault weapons and coming back to shoot their uh, their classmates. So uh, anyway, so this is the dilemma right now. Hardly anything in Texas is being done or even contemplated uh, at the legislative level uh, to cope with the situation, which is that mass shootings are, are uh, have been uh, committed and will probably be committed any day uh, because there's nothing uh, nothing to stop them. So that that's our situation right now. Now there's another. Another blow. Excuse me for a moment. My yeah. cat has grabbed <laughs> the papers that I was using for for this yeah. talk and is tearing them apart. Uh, <laughs> you know, as as you do that, uh, what what crosses my mind as as a rule uh, for Second Amendment people, the the rule seems to be nothing. You don't don't do anything to uh to indicate that you could uh uh, you could take guns away or start taking guns away or anything whatsoever Mm -hmm. so like to even talk about to even talk about anything that uh would resemble gun control is uh is off limits uh and you bring it up you don't get their support Mm-hmm. That's right. You don't mention the name gun. Right. You don't mention <laughs> gun. It, it's all about pro guns. Keep your guns. You know, no matter what, no matter how many people, um, you know, abuse the privilege or whatever. They don't want background checks. Uh, they don't want 
nothing that could take away their guns or that could lead to taking away their guns. And that's what the, the general rule is of, uh, of mm -hmm. uh, Second Amendment folks. Yes, exactly. By the way, I'm not opposed to people having guns, you know, but uh, you don't need you don't need an Uzi to, to shoot a deer. It, it, you That's know. right. And in fact, it, it it's the opposite. If you use a Uzi or an automatic weapon, you're not going to be able to eat the deer anyway. Right. And there's absolutely no use for an automatic weapon except in war. Yeah. Then then if you want to uh, to tear your enemy apart, literally, physically rip him from one end to the other so he's unrecognizable, he's just a piece of uh, bloody meat, uh, then get yourself an assault weapon. Uh, right. But be sure you have a, a cause uh, that is worth, uh, worthy of it, namely that you're defending your nation against a, a, an all-out attack from some, uh, some enemy somewhere, which is very unlikely to happen in this country anyhow. Uh, but uh, there's really no other... Uh, use for these weapons. They are weapons of war, period. They should not be on our streets. Right. And for God's sake, they should not be in the hands of children. And that's what 18-year-old boys are still. Yeah. They're half-grown, half and, and their minds are not even quite gelled yet. Uh, the, the ancient Romans called uh, men adolescents until they were 35. <laughs> and, yeah, amazing. and there is some truth to that, I'm sure, afraid. Sure, no doubt. There's, uh, we prove it all the time. It's, it's constantly being proven <laughs> that, that it's, uh, that's appropriate to call a 35-year-old man an adolescent. So anyway, I mean the testosterone that's uh, uh, circulating in the in the blood of the uh, of the young male uh, drives them to do these violent things and have these violent fantasies, uh, and uh, some of them are acting them out, especially if they uh, uh, are angry, just angry at uh, at the world over something. They're going to take it out by buying an assault weapon. Anyway, the other. The other thing that has happened, and it just happened this past Tuesday, um, now Southern, Sutherland Springs uh, was the scene for a church shooting in, uh, on November 5th, 2017, and those people uh, were, it was Sunday, and they were at church, at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs when a former uh, airman broke in and sh tried to, sh to, uh, to massacre the entire congregation. And uh, he killed 26 people and wounded 22. And wounding with an assault weapon is a very serious thing that you will, probably will never fully recover from. Because it tears, yeah. it tears the uh, the body so it's horribly. designed to do de designed to do just that. Yeah, yeah. The, when those bullets strike, they they explode, and therefore they do uh, uncalculable uncalculable damage uh, to the body, the, to the uh, tissues around where they entered. So anyway, um, what has happened is um, that. Let's see here. Let me look at the uh, newspaper and just uh, quote from it for a moment. Um, uh, the lead is not long after the Sutherland Springs massacre. A group of Air Force service members gathered in, a, in the basement of a building at Joint Base San Antonio, Randolph, uh, and uh, scrambled to add thousands of people to the federal database used to vet prospective gun buyers. But they go on to say that they were 30 years behind times and too late to keep this one former airman, his name is Devin Patrick Kelly, from buying guns. And among all those guns was an assault weapon. And he, he legally obtained it at the San Antonio Academy Sports Store and he used it to massacre 
the congregation at Sutherland Springs in November 2017. And the people there are still in deep mourning. Amazing. You don't heal from that kind of a loss. No. So um, the Air Force admitted failure in uh, properly confining this person. And so a federal judge uh, found the uh, service, that is the Air Force, 60% liable in the massacre and awarded $230 million to be divided wow. among the 84 survivors and family members of the, of the dead. However, I said uh, Tuesday, it was Monday, so it was this past Monday, uh, in the Monday filing, the Justice Department, if you please, appealed the ruling saying the court had misapplied the law. And the appeal, of course, it's another blow to the uh, to the families in Sutherland Springs. And it also is a blow to President Biden's uh, commitment to take um, assault weapons off the streets and uh, to... Uh, to battle, at least, to battle uh, the gun gun violence in this country. So the Justice Department is not uh, disputing the Air Force's uh, mistakes uh, individually, but they are arguing that they are not, and just I am quoting the Justice Department here, uh, not a legally proper basis for imposing liability on the United States under uh, the Federal Tort Claims Act, and then that uh, gives a number, let alone uh, is is the United States culpable for the deadly massacre. Uh, not uh, The United States is not more culpable than the shooter himself, says the, uh, says the appeal. And so the compensation for the families uh, in uh, Sutherland Springs is halted. So this is what we know about um, about the Air Force and uh, its relation with this gunman, Kevin Devin Patrick Kelly. Uh, it failed to enter Kelly's fingerprints and his and other information into the system at least four and possibly six times after he was convicted of domestic abuse. Wow. And he was convicted of having fractured his son's skull and having beaten his wife within an inch of her life. Um, and this was while he was at Holloman Air Force Base, New Mexico, which is just a few miles from Alamogordo, where I was born. All of these things are taking place right around my, uh, my birthplace, my, uh, my actual home here in this country. Um, and um, he made, uh, besides nearly killing his family, he made death threats to his chain of command and talked about committing mass killing. Uh, and um, he escaped from a mental health facility and spent a year in, a mil in the military prison uh, before the service put him out on the street with a bad conduct discharge. So he was free to go. Uh, and in 2013, um, Amazing. isn't that incredible? Incredible. Uh, so the the Air Force and others in uh, uh, in the government just uh, vacated their responsibility in this man's case. Um, he is also named as a suspect in a rape by force case, uh, and that was in Comal County here in Texas. Um, but he was uh, never charged for that. And in t the next year, 2014, 2014, while he was living in Colorado, he was charged with animal cruelty for beating his dog, for which he agreed to a deferred, uh, to deferred probation. So <laughs> he had this uh, this record a mile long, and very alarming, and he got off again. So, um, if the government had uh, had done its job and properly reported Kelly's information into the background check system, 
it was more than likely that Kelly would not have been able to verify the guns with which he killed 26 people and and nearly mortally wounded 22 more, including children, by the way. So maybe the Air Force's mistake could be fixed, but there are other loopholes that enable dangerous people to get firearms and most politicians are not willing to do anything about it. And so this is another sign of lackadaisical federal and state approaches to gun safety. And it is ironic that Uvalde is less than 150 miles from Sutherland Springs. And so uh, this whole thing is of a piece. Uh, the attitude of government is, oh, ho, hum. Um, we just can't do anything about it because the Second Amendment uh, guarantees that everybody in the country can have a gun, practically. Uh, everybody over 18. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that is certainly in Texas. It, it's not true in other states, fortunately. No. Um, but if anybody wants, uh, anybody 18 and over, uh, wants a gun, he can just drive over to Texas and get it. So, so anyway, the situation is grim, and that is my report for today. Well, it's uh, it, it's amazing, and you know what stands out to me is that uh, that Texas uh, are usually so proud of of saying how tough they are on crime. And, yeah, right. You know, and and the. What you just reported back here sounds like not only are they not tough on crime, but they they completely ignore the most violent criminals that there yeah. are. There's a there's a hypocrisy there that's uh, that's unquestionable. And again, I I'm going to say it again. I have no problem like Beto O'Rourke. I have no problem with uh, with people having guns and everyone that's that passes uh, mental tests. You know that. That can do it. Anybody who's mentally stable, who feels that they need a pistol carrying permit that uh, in order to protect themselves or or just to uh, to feel right or whatever, I don't have any problem with that. I, I really don't. It's it's the assault weapons. It's it's not agreeing to background checks or not not agreeing to um, to red flag laws. red flag laws. I I don't understand why why that wouldn't be universal. Well, I do understand. It's because uh, gun owners and and people that are Second Amendment folks and and again I God bless them, but the, uh, those people, the uh, those people that are religiously uh, into uh, you know protecting gun owners' rights, um, they don't want to hear anything. They don't want to hear the word gun. Uh, right. They, they want you know leave it alone. Guns are, under all circumstances are are to be carried uh, by, at will by anybody. Uh, who is wants to do it, and the government has no right to get in there and interfere with it. And and when something like Uvalde comes up, it complicates their argument because they have people even on their old side saying, "Well, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, somewhere I'm sure people are saying to them, you you really don't think uh, 18 year olds should be limited uh, about buy buying um, assault weapons." And they're going to say no, that uh, anyone of age, just, you know, leave them alone. And and maybe even one going further says, uh, says no, not only should it not be restricted, but don't allow them an inch. Because if you give the government uh, an inch, uh, then the, you know, the liberals and the government and uh, all these people are going to come in and they're going to take your guns away. Uh, this is only right. the first step and whatever. And that's what they they'll say, at, uh, you know, in order to scare um, they're people into line. You know, you want your gun? Yeah, I want my gun. All right, well, you're not going to get it because they're going to come in and they're going to come in like gangbusters and they're going to they're going to eliminate you from getting uh, getting a gun. And um, and if somebody says, "Why?" Just to do a back? Yeah, because they're going to. Uh, and what what a gun pro gun person would say is uh, is you can't trust the government to do a background check. They'll do it on all of us and say, no, they, they're mentally unfit to carry a gun, and that'll be their excuse to get rid of guns. So that's what I mean. It is, there's no, um, you know, to me, uh, Texas is not tough on crime. Uh, they could talk all they want, and, and, you know, they could pound their chest that they're tough on crime. But uh, when, when people, when 18-year-olds are allowed to go in and buy Uzis, 
um, you're not tough on crime. Right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, of course, the uh, the same crowd of people who are suspecting uh, the liberals uh, that they once they get in power and once such laws are passed. Um, it, uh, forbidding the possession of, uh, of assault weapons, then you have no defense when the government comes in in black helicopters uh, with these thugs dressed in uh, yeah. uh, in black black boots and black uniforms and masks, <laughs> and they will descend upon yeah. you and and mistreat your family and take away all your guns. Blah blah blah. Right. And so they need assault weapons because this is the enemy they want to tear them up uh, yeah. <laughs> rip them apart with gunfire to protect themselves against this terrible menace which of course is quite totally fictitious but nonetheless they seem to believe it amazing, and, uh, amazing. during the obama era there was that standoff uh, between a rancher uh, who and I think this was Arizona, was it? I don't remember which state. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, allowing his herd of cattle to graze on government land. And it is legal to have your herd graze on government land, but you have to pay the government a little something for it. It's not too much. And this man refused to pay it. And so the government decided that it was going to dun him for the money he owed, and he instead set up a uh, firing line against the government and said he was going to murder them all if they dared uh, to encroach upon his, quote, territory, unquote, which mm. was actually the government's. And, uh, and Obama backed down because he did not want this kind of a confrontation, assuming that it would set off um, the far right wing. And, of course, it did anyway. And... Uh, and so that is. You remember that case, Frank? I, I, re, I, I It sounds familiar to me, but it doesn't. Uh, I, I don't know exactly. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the case was about. Well, it was about grazing uh, and the government's right to ask people who uh, who uh, turn their cattle in on uh, government property to pay a little something for the privilege. Wow. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, I forget his name, uh, but in any case, he had a whole bunch of people coming from across the country with their assault weapons to defend uh, him and his people from the uh, terrible encroachment and uh, threat of the government, uh, who was simply <laughs> government was simply saying, "Hey, these are the law. This is the law. You guys are supposed to pay for the privilege of grazing on our lands." Um, it, it's like grazing on protected uh, on the national park property. It's a similar idea. Um, but anyway, as I say, Obama just quietly backed down hmm. and and let the man go and uh, and continue to uh, uh, to uh, mess up the <laughs> the government's uh, grass as much as as he pleased, which he's doing, I'm sure triumphantly yeah my god so i mean it, there have there has been at least one direct confrontation uh, about guns indirectly about guns uh in this country a few years back and i think we here in texas heard more about it because it was a whole lot closer uh than uh, than long island is to <laughs> to this kind of behavior yeah yeah, oh yeah. Well, no, no doubt. There's much more room uh, out there too. There's a lot of you have a lot of land, and you also have a lot of yep. lot of room, and people, um, um, uh, you know, seek out seek out Texas for certain things. I, you know, big population obviously in in Texas, but there are large blocks of land where there are very few people, relatively speaking. We don't right. have on Long Island. We we don't have that. We we have people on top of people on top of people and on top of people. And then you got the Hamptons and in the summer, everybody, you know, so it's a little, it's a little different. We have more people here and it's an easier argument to make that, uh, that, you know, no one should have assault weapons, uh, because right. there's so many people, uh, uh, you know, a mistake goes. So anyway, it's, 
um, it, it's a little bit like apples and oranges, but uh, again, it just it it blows me away. It blows me away that um, uh, you know the that Texas is so weak on on crime. They really are, and the it, it's a misnomer to think that boy Texas is tough. I, I mean, Texas yeah. is is tough on you if you want to vote and you're. Uh, and you and you're and you're African American, or you're Mexican. You know that's where they're tough. You know they're tough on you if right. you're uh, if if you're you know somehow um, challenging their their stranglehold on the uh, electorate. Uh, they're tough mm-hmm. on those guys, but um, they're really not tough. Uh, you know, look if you let eighteen year old kids have assault wa- uh, weapons and and you you're not outraged when uh, Uvalde happens. Uh, you know about right. this fact. Um, do, don't say, at least don't say you're tough on crime. Yes, well, uh, true. <laughs> yeah. True, I, I cannot uh, object to that at all. Um, yes, oh yes, we are a law and order state. That's another thing, law and order. Uh, that's supposed to be identi- uh, identical with the Republican Party. And yet uh, we have had a president who is under... Uh, very close to being under indictment for any number of yep. lawless acts. Um, so uh, the Republican president himself is a perfect example of being lawless, uh, uh, scoff law, in fact. And he right. uh, has gotten away with it all his life in uh, in New York State. Um, somehow he's managed to weasel out of every uh, every problem he's had. Uh, until now, and we wonder if he'll be able to do it again, if the Justice Department will have the, the gumption uh, to actually indict him for his crimes because he has committed them. There's no doubt about it. Well, we would take up a whole hour just uh, just yeah. going back and forth on that because that is, you know, that is one amazing situation. A lot of people uh, would would have thought that uh, that he would have uh, been indicted, I, you know, uh, you know, and and quickly on certain things. But you know, I guess uh, there's probably even a little bit of a concern that there that there could be some kind of a mini civil war breakout if uh, it, you know if this segment of the population that adores former President Trump, if uh, if you were to uh, to arrest him, would they go crazy? Yeah. Would they start doing crazy things? Um, I can't imagine the you know at least the folks that that were um, you know uh, to the extreme um, mm-hmm. that were supporting uh, Trump and uh, that was a lot of them but the people that were uh, were uh, very extreme um, those uh, those people uh, you know may be candidates to take up arms against the country <laughs> and uh, you just don't know you never say never on something like this right. Yes, well, as, as I said before, the Republican Party, the Law and Order Party, uh, has had the uh, the most criminal president that has ever sat in the uh, in the Oval Office, um, and they are still a good number of them are still supporting him unconditionally, um, and saying that his crimes are not crimes because they were committed by the president, and in other words, uh, they look upon. Um, President Trump as a dictator or a king or some such absolute ruler who can do no wrong. Right. Uh, and that is not uh, what this country was founded to do or to be. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to be a democracy. <laughs> so, um, we are really up against problems, and I think Texas is, as you said, it's one of the prime examples of uh, an area where uh, the autocratic party is ruling uh, has the power uh, by far, and those who uh, who support uh, democratic government uh, are in the minority and and can't seem to get a foothold. As uh, the last election, where Beto O'Rourke lost uh, handily, <laughs> um, proves so. Uh, I look back further uh, to uh, Lyndon Johnson. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was pulling some pretty shady deals 
as well, which is one reason why the Republicans took over in Texas, uh, because the Democrats had gotten too uppity and too autocratic. And now look what's happened, you see. I mean, uh, uh, power and absolute power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, And it's it's absolutely true. (laughs) Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. But uh, look, uh, all, all of these things are, are, are so disturbing, um, amazing to me, amazing to me that uh, that Uvalde didn't uh, send a lot of people in uh, in the direction of, of, of at least uh, mental background checks or something like that. I mean, it's uh, if, if Uvalde doesn't move the needle, I don't know that there's much hope. I, I mean, I hate to say that because you live there. That's your home now. Um, but I'm not sure there's much hope for Texas. Yeah, well, who knows? Uh, in Lyndon Johnson's time, people were saying the same thing about the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so there was a switch, but uh, it has certainly turned sour in the meantime. Uh, very. Yeah. You know, listen. Very good job, Doc. Um, it's, we could talk about this for hours and hours. Uh, right. Wonderful job. Wonderful uh, job, and and putting it, um, in in such a way where I, I again, uh, you know I know, uh, you know anything you say against, um, uh, you know, gun folks or anything that would suggest gun control or, or or, or regulation or whatever is gonna never, um, uh, go there. But you've you know I I think you've been uh, you've laid out a, an incredible, um, standpoint here and a. You know, opinion based on facts that you know. So, uh, great job as always, Doc. And uh, if you do you have a last word, you can leave us with. Uh, <laughs> well, after being so pessimistic, uh, all I can say is I hope and I pray that uh, somehow we can right this ship which is listing so far over to the right. Uh, so that is back in balance again, and that we have a democratic government uh, that is ruling according to its laws and not flouting most of its laws in order to uh, enjoy privileges such as owning assault rifles, uh, which are fit for nothing except to tear people apart. And that is what is done in war and not in peace. What we need is a uh, is smooth sailing and peace among ourselves, and we are at the moment at our each other's throats. We cannot continue this way. Great job, as always. Uh, thank you, Doc. You're most welcome. I thank you too, Frank. And to all of you who listen each and every week, we we thank you all for we uh, we know you have a lot of options and. Uh, the fact that you're tuning in to us is, uh, doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you very much. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on The Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>